Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy and I'm the host. And before we dive into today's message, I want to ask you if you really listened to last week's podcast, the podcast about being enough, about being worthy and deserving. If you haven't, or if you did not take that to heart, if you didn't realize that I was talking to you, that you have value, that you are worthy, that you are enough just as you are, I want you to go back and listen to it again. Because I think as we start looking at self-care, we can't care for what we don't value. And I think that this is such an important thing because we say we care about ourselves and that we want to have good self-care. But are we really willing to do what it takes. So with that, we'll jump in today's episode about what really is self-care and why is it important? Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Oh, self-care. I don't know about you, but this is a word that was talked about so much and is talked about so much in the world, in with our friend groups, on social media, on, well, everywhere. And I think that the word self-care gets a little bit of a bad rap. I think that the original intention of what it really is, is so important. But I think that we have taken it to a whole nother level of luxury. And self-care is really for those who have time or really have the resources. And I think that is so wrong. I think that true self-care, though it does take time and it does take some resources, it doesn't necessarily have to be your financial resources. I also believe that self-care should not come into play after we're burnt out after we're at our limit and that's when we go and we have to take a mental health day. We have to take some time and really just work on ourselves. I think at that point, self-care is now, it's self-triage instead of self-care. I think self-care needs to be more preemptive. I think this is supposed to be something you build into your daily routine, your weekly, your monthly, your yearly calendar because you value your worth. You value what you bring to the world. So you need to care for yourself while you're caring for others. 
That's why you do it preemptively, which while I was in the military, we trained before any incident actually happens. We trained for, well, we worked out. So we're in peak physical condition. So we're able to to handle any physical situation. We also trained for, we exercised, that's what it was called, for different issues. I was in communications. So we planned and we practiced like the telephone system went down or the internet. We had a cyber attack and we had to pull the internet offline. We trained for these so we knew what to do in the case of emergencies. We trained for them so we knew our job so well that it would just go into play as soon as things would happen. It also gave us more resources and understanding for what we did. So that way we knew our value. We knew what we brought to the table. And in case of emergency or a case of an accident or in case of sometimes we just had to take it down for maintenance, whatever. But the point is, is that we did all of this training. We planned and we put it into our calendar. We put it into our, our, put it into effort before it was actually needed. And I think with self-care, we need to take the same approach. And I know, I I know we're at the point where we're past the time that it's needed. We are at our wits end. We've been in school for about six-ish weeks and we're trying to figure out, like things are starting to calm down. We're starting to get a little bit of a schedule. The energy outside is changing with the season changing. Now I will say that, and it's still in the 90s here in Oklahoma, which we need to do something about, but that's all right. I digress. The point is, is that we need to, and I, and I really stress the fact that we need to take this seriously right away because self-care is actually the process of taking care of yourself to promote healthy and active lifestyle, as well as mental health. It is not just having alone time. It's not just stepping away from your current responsibilities and really focusing on yourself. And self-care is really not selfish. So why did I start last week with the idea that you're enough, you're worthy, and you're deserving? And I touched on it last week, but I want to talk about that a little bit more because you care for the things that you value. You put time, you put effort, you put resources to, you value, you make sure that everything that you, if you really value it, you you nurture it. And self-care is no different. This caring for you, you do it because you know your worth. You know that if you are taking care of yourself, you're able to take care of everything around you. If you're at your wit's end and if you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and you have not sat down to actually look at what you need in the moment, everyone around you, everyone who encounters this version of you is going to suffer. 
And unfortunately, it's usually our family that gets it the worst. I know that when I am not intentional about taking care of my needs and being a single parent, my needs are are a little different than if you're married because I don't have the emotional support. I don't have the physical support and I do carry the weight of all the responsibility of having a family on my shoulders. And so single mamas out there, I see you and I know that this is easier said than done. But when you start to take little steps towards self-care, towards really taking care of your basic needs, everyone around you is also going to feel that. And that goes for you married mamas too, is self-care really is not selfish because everyone benefits from it. So as you're listening to this and you start to think of your needs, and I will say next week, next week, we're going to talk more. We're going to break down the idea of the body, mind, and soul needs. We're going to break down what it looks like to have a this elusive work-like balance and what it could mean for you. And then also release some expectations because there's really no such thing as work-life balance. There's no balance. It's kind of, um, I look at it as a wheel and we'll talk about that next week. But back to understanding your needs. So ideally, the idea of self-care is you take care of yourself before you get stressed out. We know at this point, we're already there. We're already overmaxed, overstretched, and there may be some objections of, I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't have space, I don't have a loan, I don't have anything, I can't do this. I, self-care is a pipe dream, it is something that is for other people. I mean, there is times that I really think that this new age self-care is really for those who are It's like a luxury, but we have to stop looking at self-care as a luxury, but really as a basic need, just like food, water, rest, sleep, sleep is a form of self-care and not just for you, but having your kids go to bed at a on time or having a steady bedtime. So your body knows that you are done at a certain time that that is well, I consider that self-care for myself. And that's why even at 13 and 11, my kids have a quote unquote bedtime where they have to go to their rooms, whether they sleep or not, that's up to them, but they have to be out of my space by a certain time because I need that alone time. So know your worth, know what you do. Have you ever sat to really look at all the things that you do, the value you bring to those around you, even if you just look at it to your family. You're the cook, you're the cleaner, you're the taxi driver, you're the Uber driver, if you don't like taxi driver. You take intentional steps to invest in others around you. And let's park there for a moment. Let's really look. Who do you interact with? Who do you pour out value to every day? 
I'm just going to use kids because that's the easiest, is we make sure that they get up and they have a breakfast. Sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes, you know, grab and go. You do what you got to do. You make sure they get to school on time-ish. But you make sure that they have what they need. You you know that the education is important. So you help them with homework. You help them with their their projects. You make sure they have all the resources that they need. You help them study. You give them a bedtime. You make them read because you know that reading leads to knowledge and power You and freedom. You help them with their math facts because knowing that if you can whip out your multiplication facts, it is a lot easier in life. Now, the rest of the math, some of us need them, some of us don't. But those multiplication facts, we need those. But then you also, you know the value of sports. You know that it's not purely about the sport that they're playing, but it's really about the team environment. It's about learning from another adult, the coach, and being coached. Learn to be coached because it's so important to understand that just because you don't see the, what the coach is doing, there's a master plan at work. So just trust the process. These are all things that they get from sports. You, they learn how to be team players. They, they learn how to be gracious winners and losers. So you understand and you invest, you pay a lot of money and use a lot of your resources and a lot of your time. I don't know about you, but there are weeks that I spend as much time in the car as I do outside of the car. Well, maybe not as much, but pretty darn close. I remember when my daughter and son were both playing ball, so softball and baseball, I was averaging 16 hours a week. And this is, they were little. They were not like preteens at this time. They were young. But 16 hours a week at a ball field. That's a lot of time and resources that I poured into them because I valued it. I knew what they were getting out of it. And really, I love to see the delight on their face when they push themselves. If you have a partner or a spouse, and maybe even a friend, you encourage them. You encourage them to grow, to take those extra courses, to go for the promotion, to do the little things to push themselves beyond. Again, you encourage them to invest in themselves and you invest in them so they feel honored and worthy and valued enough to go for it. They feel supported. So why is this not good enough for you? Why is it that we give ourselves scraps and leftovers and we never make time, even if it's 15 minutes a day, just to sit and breathe and recognize that we have needs of our own? The need to just be for a moment, not taxi drive, not cook, not clean, just to recognize that we're more than just what we do. This goes into, again, our value and our worth. And really, our value comes into who we are, not what we do. If you want to grow, if you want to become less overwhelmed, you want to be less stressed, you can't do what you've always been doing and expect different results. Didn't Albert Einstein say something about that? Like, 
spouse stupidity or anyway, you just said you can't, you can't expect different results by doing the same thing over and over. So something has to change. The first thing that needs to change is how you look at yourself. Your value does not come from what you do. Your value comes from who you are. I'm going to say that again because it's so important and it's such an opposition to what we tell ourselves. Your value does not come from what you do, but it comes from who you are. And maybe you say that you aren't the person you want to be yet. But that's okay because you can start to embody that person right now. Have you ever stopped to think about who you want to be, what you want people to say about you? I know I did for one of these business classes that I took, I had to actually write my own obituary. And I will say that this exercise was harder than I thought simply because I've written an obituary. I've read multiple friends' obituaries. I've been listed as next of kin in an obituary. When I sat down and really looked and thought about what I wanted people to say about my character and the legacy I left, I didn't want them to say, well, she tried her best, but she was stressed all the time. I wanted to have I wanted to be known to have joy and peace and kindness, no matter what circumstances. Well, in order to do that, you have to take care of yourself. You have to start to embody that, which means that you have to do what it takes to get that. And again, next week, we'll talk more about the body, mind, soul and the this wheel of balance, this wheel of life and how to really look at it in terms of self-care. But right now, I still want you to just focus on the fact that self-care cannot be optional. It cannot be a after the afterthought or aftermath, or you can't be burnt out and have good self-care. At that point, it's self-triage. It is trying to get back to a somewhat workable level. And if you're there, that's okay because you don't have to stay there. You can decide right now, you can make that choice that you're going to do something five minutes. You can give yourself five minutes to just breathe. If you can do it outside in the morning, even if the kids are awake and eating cereal or whatever, step aside for five minutes and just breathe and practice gratitude. Just list the things you're thankful for. That is a really good first step to centering your day. And another thing I want to throw out here is what do you want for your kids? When I look at my daughter, I want her to to grow up knowing her worth. I, I want her to grow up knowing her value and what she brings to the table just as herself and doesn't focus on people pleasing or or doing things to earn recognition or love. I just want her to step into the calling God created her to have. Step into the woman that God created her to be and really find her worth in who she is, not what she does. 
how is she going to catch that? How is she going to learn that if I don't show a good example of it? When I realized this, when I realized what I was showing, I was showing that take care of everyone else at all costs. You can figure out your own stuff later. But everyone else needs to come before you. And when I started to look at that and realizing that that's not what I wanted for my daughter or my son, for that matter, I wanted them to be incredibly kind and compassionate. But I didn't want them to do it at the detriment of themselves. So that is when I started really looking at being preemptive, planning ahead, having a good sense of self-care before I really needed it, which meant taking the drastic actions to get myself to a place where I was more balanced, to step back, look at what I really needed, admit the real needs that I had instead of just glossing over them and saying I'm fine and being intentional. And it took, well, it took probably about two and a half months to get to the place that I am now. But now self-care is more of a practice instead of a band-aid. It's not a quick fix. It's not a, oh, great, here I am again. Nothing else is working. Let me try to go get a massage. No, self-care is waking up and I spend 10 minutes in just silence every day, which was difficult. And I will share that experience and that practice uh, on another podcast because it has really helped me to balance my day just having that 10 minutes to clear out all of the mud from my brain. But that 10 minutes, I know that if I do that in the morning, then I'm going to have a better day. I'm not going to be as stressed. I made myself a priority. And so now I can do what I need to do to make others a priority. And my friend, if you don't get serious about this, you will continue to burn out. I don't even want to get into the health conditions that can happen with stress. The physical body breaks down under heavy loads of stress and long-term stress. Our bodies are not made to maintain that. So if you don't get to a acceptable level You're going to burn out. And then what? And just on the practical level, if you were to get sick, I know that I remember when my kids were probably kindergarten and second grade, and I sent them to a summer camp. This was the first time that both my kids could go to a half-day summer camp together. So I had two hours at home by myself, which I have not had in years. And my body knew that I had two hours and I got so sick that those, that four days, those two hours, all I could do was sleep and I was dehydrated. I could, I had a headache. Those two hours that I had, and I had so many plans, I was going to enjoy it, but my body had gone for so long that it saw the opportunity to really put me down so that I had to rest. And do you have time to 
count yourself out for a day or two? I don't. I don't have time to get sick. So if anything, if you start putting a practice of self-care in, just so your body doesn't break down. So you don't have to plan these unnecessary self-care days that you actually have to sleep or go to the doctor or you're recovering from just mental overload. Those, those mental health days you can take for fun and do something creative. You can play hooky. You can take your kids out of school and play hooky with them. Go get ice cream and then send them back to school. But you have options. So don't wait any longer before you start looking at self-care. Are you worthy to take care of yourself? Do you have enough value? And if you didn't immediately say yes, then we need to look at why. Because you do so much for so many people. And you have such an important job. And everyone around you Everyone around you needs you. So you have to take care of yourself first. All right. Well, I hope that you start to consider self-care as something other than selfish and realizing that it's complete opposite. And next week, we're going to talk about the body-mind-soul connection, the wheel of life balance. We're going to talk about what self-care really looks like on a more fundamental level. And again, it doesn't mean you have to have a lot of time or money, but it does mean that you have to put some resources towards it. You have to be intentional and you have to value yourself. Because friend, you are worthy and you are enough just as you are. 